listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. I'm Brian No. He is Jared Smith, PicksWise lead betting analyst. So what we're going to do today, the podcast is to give you a taste, a taste of the action, a taste of the games, a taste of what Jared Smith is looking at as he is making his calculated wagers over here, and also give you a taste for our new pregame show. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. It's 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time across all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates around the country. The ultimate pregame tailgate show, three hours leading right up to kickoff. So this is a, a mini version of that to kind of get the uh, the taste buds flowing over here for the games. Jared, how's everything going, man? Everything good? Oh, man. It was a week. So I'll be honest. If you were going to – I mean, and I'm never upset with more football, but we had college football games Thursday, Friday – Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Can we go back to like a normal schedule, please? Like Thursday's fine. Friday, all right. Late night, Pac-12 after dark, right? Saturday, obviously. But Sunday and Monday, we need a break from college football so we can catch our breath. But it was an insane week, that's for sure. You know what's funny? I'll say this real fast, Jared, is I'm in a a relationship that started well before the football season. (laughs) Oh, no. You know? And this is the first week of... Oh, man, we got games, like, every day. It doesn't stop. Yeah. And the sad thing is is that, you know, we do a lot of baseball content over at PicksWise. We do a lot of other sports. Like, it it all gets pushed aside. Like, everything is just football-focused. I feel like I'm abandoning my poor baseball fans at their time of need in September. But listen, when football's back, that's all we care about, right? That's it. Absolutely. So let's get into it. One of the first games, you know, you sold the Irish short last week, I feel like, Jared Smith. <laughs> and now you're on board. Now you're like, I see the errors of my ways. I'm feeling the Irish minus 20 and a half. What are your thoughts on this game against Marshall? You know, it's funny, Brian, because I think we're going to be, you're going to have a lot of moments this year, week to week, where you're going to pull the tape from one week and I'm going to be totally against a certain team. And we'll get to another one of these moments in a little bit. And then you'll pull the tape from the current week. And I love this team. And it's all about the market. It's all about perception. Buy low, sell high. I thought Ohio State last week was in a good position. And clearly, Notre Dame's defense said no. I think the injuries helped with that a little bit. And the Irish did just enough to hold on to that cover. They're going to have a much easier go of it this week. So Marshall comes into South Bend. And listen, take nothing away from Marshall. They've had a lot of success. Doc Holliday has been a great coach over the years. But... They're without their best player in this game. Rashawn Ali took a leave of absence unexpectedly. Their top running back two weeks ago didn't play last week against Norfolk State. They didn't need him. They ran for 380 yards against a bad Norfolk State team. They're going to face a much different animal this week in a Notre Dame front that clearly looked like they were up two standards. Marcus Freeman, 0-2 is head coach of Notre Dame. Those two games on the road, bowl game, against top 10 opponents. Much different level of competition this week. It's his first game in South Bend. He has already talked about how invigorating that will be for the crowd, for himself, for the program. I think three touchdowns is my dividing line here. I got in Notre Dame minus 20. My guess is the public money will push this at some point to three touchdowns at that 21 mark by Saturday. I would stop there, but if you can get in at 20, 20 and a half, I think it's a good bet that the Irish flex their muscle at home and get Marcus Freeman his first win. I like it. Now, uh, Georgia State, they take on North Carolina. The last thing we saw from North Carolina, Mac Brown was basically doing the running man 
in the uh, locker room celebrating a win against Appalachian State when they gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter alone. And uh, at first I was like, that's weird, that's odd. And then I came around to, hey, enjoy it. This is what you put in the work for. Enjoy the win, and we'll see what they do this week. BetMGM has UNC as a a 7.5-point favorite. Uh, What do you think about uh, UNC? Is their defense going to be a little bit better in this game? I I can't imagine it's going to be any worse. So it's a tough matchup this week, and we'll get into that in a second. But to me, unlike the NFL – I, these are not professionals. These are kids. They're 18 to 22-year-old kids. The emotion, I think, plays much more of a factor in the handicap week-to-week than in the NFL, where it plays a factor. But, again, they're pros. They're in their 30s. They've been around the block. They're, it's a different animal when you're handicapping emotion in college football. This is one of those classic letdown spots. Hmm. So, in my opinion... That, I hope it's not, but right now it is the leader in the clubhouse for the most exciting game of the year, clearly. 63-61. to 61. I mean, good luck finding another game this year that scored 124 combined points. But now you get UNC for their efforts going to App State for the first time, and Boone, now they have to go down to, I don't even know where Georgia State plays their game. I don't know what city it is in Georgia. It's somewhere in there, maybe right outside of Atlanta, I think. But they have to now play a team that just ran for 200 yards against an SEC opponent. They gashed South Carolina, and they would have covered that game against the Gamecocks if it's not for two blocked punts returned for touchdowns that pushed that to a margin where South Carolina covered the spread. I thought the Georgia State defense played very well in that game. I thought their offense, again, five yards per carry, 200 rushing yards against an SEC front should be something you take notice. Now, Drake May and this UNC offense is legit. That's what scares me in really leaning into this pick but I think it's one of those classic letdown spots where I would rather take the seven and a half if you can get a better price, great. But over that touchdown margin is that dividing line for me. Seven and a half with a team that I think has an edge in the trenches and I think might have some you know, hidden value in the motivation if it's a letdown spot for UNC because, let's be honest, doesn't get much bigger than what they did, uh, you know, more exciting than what they did last Saturday against App State. It's always interesting to me, especially in college football, Jared, where – these coaches have to see the letdown from 50 mm. miles away, you know? You would think. It's a big stage. It was Does a Mac big Brown moment. need glasses, though? He's getting, yeah. getting up there in age, you know? And sometimes <laughs> they must feel powerless because these kids, 18 to 22 years old, sometimes you can't prevent the letdown. I just I think about that on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday. You can see it in their eyes. You can forecast what's to be. And there's only so much you can do about it. I've always found that fascinating, especially in college football. Mm. It, I mean, and listen, we're going to talk a lot about it on Saturday mornings this year. There is an ebb and flow to every team season. And if you go back and you look at the box scores and when they tripped up, when they had their plus games, when they had their minus games, I don't want to say it's like predictable because you know it, it's unpredictable at sports but there is an ebb and flow to the season that is more predictable than just basing one game when you look at the big picture you can kind of see where the emotion drained and when they kind of percolated back up so yes there are going to be spots this year where we buy low and sell high that in my opinion is the only way to beat the market long term Hey, by the way, new users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. I'm Brian No, He's Jared Smith, PicksWise lead betting analyst. Let's keep it going here. It's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. We're talking about letdowns. 
How about Florida? Florida is a six-point favorite at BetMGM hosting Kentucky. They had a huge win last week against Utah, a top-10 team. Anthony Richardson was sensational, especially running the football. Big stage, only threw 64 passes last year, but he showed up big time with three rushing touchdowns against the Utes. How do you feel about Florida facing another big-time quarterback in Will Levis who puts mayonnaise in his coffee? What are you thinking in this one with Florida being a six-point favorite? Hold on. I'm going to go vomit really fast, and then we can get back to, back to the handicap. Um, so uh, mayonnaise aside, I, I, I'm, it's, I'll use the word vanilla with Will Levis. I mean, if it's not Tavion Robinson, who was fantastic last week, there wasn't much else to that Kentucky offense. This was a Kentucky offense that only averaged 1.9 yards per carry against a MAC team, Miami of Ohio, a MAC team that allowed 4.4 yards per carry against mostly MAC opponents last year. That is concerning to me. I don't know where Kentucky's running game went last week. It needs to be a factor this week. Now, when you look on the other side of the ball, I, I, everyone's going to go run to the window and bet Anthony Richardson to win the Heisman. They're going to go run to the window and bet Florida to win the SEC East, blah, 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 blah. Sure, that's all well and good. I would hesitate just a little bit because when you look at what happened in that game, the narrative of what we are saying about Florida would be very different today if one of those two first-and-goal scenarios resulted in points for Utah. The last one... I still think Cameron Rising scored on second down. They didn't even review it. Um, But again, if one of those plays, all of the money plays, and I would say in a college football game, there's probably five to ten quote-unquote money plays. 50-50 plays, if you get the successful result, you get points. Unsuccessful result, zero points. I would say Florida won every one of those coin flip plays on Saturday. That's not going to be sustainable. We've already seen this line come down a little bit. I was surprised it didn't get into the seven range. It came down now to six. I thought I'd get a four or four and a half at some point this week. We're not. It looks like the Gators are going to keep taking money and that money is going to continue to come in. I, this is a pass for me. I, I think the narrative says Kentucky if you're fading Florida after their big win. But I'll be honest, Anthony Richardson is a wild card. And I think Billy Napier's offense is ahead of schedule. I think Florida wins this game. But I think the spread's now gotten to a point at six where – if you're going to bet it from an ATS perspective against the number seven makes sense. It's not there yet. Maybe it'll get there on Saturday when we're doing the show. Another game we want to focus on here, Jared, Colorado, and their stinky performance last week against TCU. Someone crack a window. It was awful. (laughs) And they're taking on Air Force. And the total is soaring. It's soaring as if you're in a plane going straight ahead. (laughs) Straight up toward the sky. It's at 50.5 at BetMGM. What are you thinking about the total in this Colorado Air Force tilt? Mm, Follow the money, right? Um, So I bet this at 45, and I'll show you guys the ticket. I promised you I would send it to you. Um, I bet it at 45 on Monday to the over. And my thought process was probably the thought process of everyone else who has clearly bet this over this week. Um, Air Force 10.1 yards per play against Northern Iowa. I know it's Northern Iowa, but I don't really put Colorado's defense into much more higher regard than an average, maybe slightly above average FCS team. Now, Air Force's defense also didn't really do that well against Northern Iowa. So you have Air Force's offense that is a regimented option attack, very, very you know, disciplined. I think they're going to convert a ton of second and third and shorts, which is going to keep the chains moving and keep points on the board in a positive direction. 
the question is, could Colorado's offense do enough to get us over this total? I would still bet this maybe for like a half a unit at the current price. I, I, I think this total was way too low, and I think Colorado's offense showed me at least enough. JT Shrout was the second of two quarterbacks used in this game by head coach Carl Durrell who said after the game he had a better rhythm in the second half. My guess is Shrout starts this game. Brendan Lewis, the other option, at quarterback for Colorado, more of a running threat, limited in the passing game. If Air Force gets out to a big lead, JT Shrout will be the guy throwing the football, and I think that lends well to the over as well because you have a Colorado defense that is not going to be able to stop this option attack. I don't see how there's not at least 50 points in this game. Now that the total has reached 50, a little hesitant, but I still think – Swiss cheese on both ends for both defenses. Okay, so you have two really strong plays this week, Jared. And for our our podcast listeners here on Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, you get one. You get one right now. (laughs) And make sure you check out our show on Saturdays, where Jared will give you both. And maybe sprinkle in like seven more. He might have something We got a parlay for you on Saturday. And I have good news, too. You got something cooking in the lab, but... uh, yeah, the, the Big Boy Show, the three-hour show, is from 9 a.m. until noon Eastern time, leading right up to kickoff. So East Coast, West Coast, wherever you are, three hours before that noon Eastern kickoff is when you can hear our show on Fox Sports Radio. But you're going to give away one of your very strong plays this week right now, Jared Smith. So you've got this Iowa State-Iowa game. You talk about stinky performances. The Hawkeyes, they don't, they don't move the ball against you, me, and Ryan Bershinger, our producer here. <laughs> Iowa is minus three and a half against these Cyclones. What do you see in this one? Oh, boy. I think Iowa Sam, another one of our staff members here on the show, would be very happy with this pick. Um, he was not happy with our pick last week when we faded Iowa. But this week, we're on the Hawkeyes. Um, all right, so this is, I mean, listen, this is, I don't want to say it's the most important game of Iowa's season, but if you asked a lot of Iowa fans and Iowa State fans, they would probably tell you this is the most important game on the schedule. The Cyhawk Trophy, the very coveted Cyhawk Trophy. I think a lot of the factor with me liking Iowa this week is not based off of the team and based off of squarely the number. You mm-hmm. could have walked into any casino that had these lines available two weeks ago, and you could have bet Iowa State plus – 13. One week later, one game later, all of a sudden it's now three and a half. Now, I get it. It was an ugly, ugly performance against South Dakota State. 2.2 yards per play, a 19% success rate overall on offense for Spencer Petras, who had the lowest rated game of his entire career. Just a 13% success rate on dropbacks against zone coverage. He could not find the open spot in an FCS zone coverage scheme. That is scary. I will say this. There is some starch to this South Dakota State team that is not your average FCS team. In fact, Brad Powers, very notable college football um, power rating guru, has the Jackrabbits rated ahead of 50 FBS teams. So I don't want to look too much into one performance for Iowa and move the line nine and a half points. And you talk about the embarrassment factor of getting booed off of your home field. You talk about the offensive line just getting pushed around by a South Dakota State front. I think that is something we will see differently this week. And that's okay, why I like the last one for you. With all the games that you've mentioned here, Jared, if you – let's just – I'll put a number. Say someone says, hey, Jared, I've got 200 bucks for this batch of Saturday games. Mm. How would you divvy up the money between – 
Notre Dame, North Carolina, Air Force, Iowa, the teams that you have mentioned, just throw 200 on the Irish and call it good, or would you divide it up a little bit differently? 200, parlay all five, take it all home. No. There you go. Um, so so I, I think it's a very good question. I struggle. It, it's funny, and this is going to sound weird, but making picks is very easy, especially like looking at data. The hardest thing I do every week is grading which pick is more important, should be worth more to your bankroll. I think that's really difficult to do. I think some of the best financial advisors in the country struggle with that every week with allocating portfolios. It is very different. Why should you put 1% here and 3% there? So I don't fault anyone for just using a flat unit system. Like I'm going to put 20 bucks on five games and there's my 100 bucks or 40 mm-hmm. bucks on five games and there's my 200 bucks. But in this case, I would put a little more starch into Iowa because I think it is a little bit more of a buy low spot where you're getting a bargain basement price on a team that is being treated like, I mean, goodness gracious, like they're an FCS team right now. So I would probably say 40 to 50 bucks on Iowa and I would take the remaining 150 and divvy it up on the other four which would be what, like 30, I don't know, I'm bad at math, like $35 each. So like, let's go 50 on Iowa, and mm-hmm. let's go 35-ish on the other four. I like it. I like, maybe add, uh, you know, we'll save a, a tip for Will Levis with his mayonnaise in the coffee. You know what I mean? Mm. We'll save a, a little bit. We'll put 37. No mayonnaise in the game. coffee. <laughs> How about this? The person who gets the most picks wrong on our show this year has to drink a coffee with mayonnaise. That's a great idea. <laughs> I love that idea. Tremendous. All right, Jared Smith, great stuff, buddy. Countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. Listen on Fox Sports Radio three hours before kickoff. So in college, three hours before that noon kickoff. All of our affiliates around the country, Jared will give you lots more. And we're joined by Penn State All-American Rich Ornberger as well. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. And for week one, each BetMGM user gets access to a completely free $5 bet on a one-game parlay of their choice. All right, everybody, it's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. I'm Brian No. want to welcome in professional sports better Bill Krakenberger. We call him Crack. We're here to give you a little bit of taste, some of the plays that he has leading up to our Sunday show, the initial Sunday show on September 11th, week one. It's three hours before kickoff, so 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern time. Wherever you are in the country, East Coast, West Coast, just think three hours before that 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. We're on the air. We're giving you plays. We're giving you information. We're giving you shenanigans. So, Crack, first off, man, before we get to the games, you just popped in a cough drop. I get down with cherry-flavored cough drops. What are the cough drops that you take? It's a Halls, actually. It's a Halls sugar-free cough drop. They make these little tiny ones now. They're tiny little, like, pellets. They're the best ones for being on air. You just put them right in your bed, and you just uh, keeps, you, keeps you hydrated because, uh, you know, we've had some unbelievable temperatures here. I just flew back into town, and uh, it was like 115 all week. Heat, heat wave, everyone warning me. Uh, I wasn't even in town. The people were saying, how is it out there? So uh, year-round, I will put in a, a cough drop. I have to. See, this blows my mind, Crack, before we get to the games real fast. 
they're normally big like a Werther's. You know what I mean? Like yep. now, are they tic tac size? These cough drops? Yes, they have. It's exactly right. Uh, tic tac size. It's funny. I told my wife when I, when she bought one of these packs, I said, "Where'd you get this from?" I had never seen nothing like this in my life. These little sugar-free menthol menthol cough drops, uh, little pellets. She said, "Walmart." I said, "Listen, I need you to go back there and buy all of them that they have." She goes, "What?" <laughs> I said, "I need you to buy all of them because I'd never seen this before. I need these throughout the season." So she bought me like fifteen of them, and she said the person at the checkout was looking at her like she was crazy. So um, that's it. That's it. what I use. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Okay, if we dive into a couple of the plays that you have this week, how about all the hard knocks love? For the Detroit Lions, they kick it off at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. You're looking at the total here, Crack. You've bet over 46.5. It's now risen to 48.5 at BetMGM. What are you feeling in this game? You know, it's funny. I put a tweet up the other day, and I'll actually read you the tweet. I really like watching HBO's Hard Knocks. However, proceed with caution. If you watch it too close, you will think Every team profiled every year is better than they are, and they're all going places. Just remember, the same thing is going on in every other camp, too. So it's kind of like the hard knocks uh, lean. People probably will overvalue uh, the team that's being profiled this year, the Lions. However, I, I kind of like the Lions. I, I, I like the Lions, that, you know, watching that show. By the way, I don't really get a chance to watch too much TV. This was the first year that I've ever actually, you know, followed all, every episode of Hard Knocks. Fantastic job they did over there. And um, this team, I think, this home, they'll be home the first week. I think they may come out a little bit stronger. And I know one thing. The fan base will be going crazy over there. Uh, and, and, and speaking of fan bases, usually Philadelphia, probably the toughest place to play in, in, in this country. Uh, but Detroit fan base also, very loyal. I think they're going to come out and actually uh, give Philly a little bit of a, probably a little bit of a hard time. I don't have a play on the side. Uh, it's a steady line at four and a half. It's opened up four. But I do like the total here. Now, I played it over 46 and a half, and it, it's 48 and a half now, pretty solid. I don't recommend – I really don't like anyone going over a bad line, so I wouldn't recommend going over the 48-and-a-half unless it comes back down. Okay. All right. Yeah, interesting right there. I, I like what you're thinking, though, with – I don't expect a whole lot from Detroit's rush defense, and that's not a great matchup against Philly's rushing offense. So I could see the over, but I like what you're saying as far as getting the right number with that, uh, with that game. How about the Sunday night? You know, watching Thursday night – You've got Michael Jordan previewing Tom Brady on Sunday night football. You've got a rematch of last year's week one game. Tampa going to Dallas this year. You're also looking at the total right now at BetMGM. It's 50 and a half. What are you thinking here, Crack? Yeah, uh, same thing here. I, I bet under 52. Uh, I see this game coming back a little bit, though. I Listen, it's the last game of the night. Fans love to, uh, I should say fans, fans and gamblers, <laughs> they love to chase at the end of the night. And, I, I, you know, the tendencies of the public is to bet favored and over. Uh, I think they're looking forward to this game. I think the over may have some more action. I think they actually, it actually may come back across that 51. And that's another thing, too. There is key numbers in, in football. And, the, you know, on the sides, the three and the seven are key numbers. On the totals, there are some key numbers, 43 even the 51, you know, games are 27-24, 37-14. So I don't ever uh, – I always want to make sure I go over the best number. And right now, standing at 50-and-a-half solid everywhere, 
here in town in Las Vegas and uh, just everywhere across the country. Uh, it may come back. I, I, I think they're going to start out a little bit slow here, these two teams. I usually like to jump on first half totals also in these situations. Uh, it's pretty solid at 24.5, BetMGM 24.5 over 15. I'd rather go under like there at Bet BetMGM. I think that's a good under laying a dollar five on the under um, rather than going under a 25. So they have a pretty good number here. I may jump on that. I haven't yet. Uh, I think the under for the game, though, is a pretty solid bet. If it goes up to 51, I have no problem with uh, rebetting that or recommending people to rebet that. Uh, well, we'll see. This is all eyes are going to be on Tom here, and and of course going to be on Dallas. This is a this is a really great job by uh, the schedule makers to come right out with Tampa Bay Dallas uh, first game of the season. So, so first first primetime game of of Sunday anyway. I do love one of the side stories is uh, Dak Prescott mentioned on the injury report. He's got a little bit of a limp because his Jordans were a little bit too tight, right? I think he's wearing Jordan cleats, and he switched over to something else, and it, it caused a little bit of a hitch in his giddy-up. I don't think it's any big story, but anybody who wears Jordans, you know how that can go, and so uh, that's what led to Dak being mentioned on the injury report is his shoe's a little bit too tight that's over there. unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it, it's almost like you know, like Wilder Fury when Wilder said he lost the fight. He came out with 40 yes. pounds of, of uh, you know equipment on top of him coming out to the ring. By the way, another sport I love. I love boxing. So uh, it, it's, it's, I just hope that that's not going to be the excuse if they lose. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay, another game. You've got circled here, Crack. Niners, Trey Lance taking over for Jimmy G, at least for week one. We'll see how long, how long that lasts with that situation over there against Justin Fields and his Sam Darnold Jets-like supporting cast over there. You're looking at the uh, first half line. It's 20 and a half at BetMGM. What do you think in this one? Yeah, I did not bet it. didn't bet it yet. Uh, 20 and a half is a good number. There's a lot of 20s out there, so 20 and a half, good number to go under there. Um not going to be as strong probably as my other two plays, but I am looking at that. Listen, I'm kind of down on the Bears this season. I bet under their season wins literally back in May. I went under 7.5 minus 40 on their on their season wins. I think this is like two different classes of ball clubs here. But yet, this is one of those things where these home team opening day dogs that you have to watch. I'll tell you right now, uh, 10 road favorites. I don't remember a week one with so many road favorites in my life. So uh, this is another one of those situations. These, these home dogs do tend to do pretty well against the spread. And uh, I'm interested to – I'm looking forward to watching this one uh, or you know, following it along the – uh, the, the ticker here because I want to see what they come out. I want to see if, what happens here with, with Trey. I want to see what come, what happens with Chicago. I kind of, uh, like I said, I'm down on them. But the first week, you really have to pay attention to see what goes on with these home dogs. And, you know, something else, just so people know now, uh, I'd rather talk about this now even though it's not week two. Let's warn the viewers about overreaction to week one. Spread-wise, don't take this first week too serious. You know, sometimes a team needs a game under their belt to adjust, to readjust. So uh, I, I like betting the overreaction against the overreaction week two. So this is a real important week to watch. So and don't forget, too, anything can happen any given Sunday. Just, you know, look, look at the last few years, what, what's happened, how many double-digit favorites have lost outright. 
Uh, Jacksonville, I think it was Jack- Jacksonville beating Buffalo last year outright 9-6. to six. Literally mm-hmm. the worst team versus the, the best team. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. How about you mentioned all these uh, home underdogs, 10 of them. Is there any one of the 10 home underdogs that you like the most? Boy, um, I, I tell you, I would have to look at anything seven points or more, mm-hmm. and that almost falls in that category there. San Fran, uh, it, it probably will. You know, on Sunday, there's a lot of – you know, people love to bet last minute, by the way. Go to any sports book in the world. Uh, literally, they're lined up uh, ten minutes before kickoff. And don't worry, every casino in this town and in the United States that has sports betting, someone will be shut out because they waited too long. So – I would tend to see that that game may pop back up. I bet ugly teams too. By the way, my mm-hmm. my betting is not pretty. I'm looking to. I listen. I make a living sports betting, so this is the you know puts food on the table, takes care of my family, takes care of my friends. I'm betting the ugly teams. I'm betting the teams like uh, the Jets, the Bears, <laughs> Houston. I mean, I'm betting some ugly, ugly teams. So that that's just what I do, and it's because I can you know find those extra value betting against the public because. The bookmaker has to overmove lines. They have so much volume, even if it's fifty bucks, hundred bucks at a time. Over the life of volume, they have to move because they don't want that big of a side. They don't, you know. Of course, every sports book wants a decision on either either way, but they don't want like a seven figure decision. So they have to overmove the line, and that's when guys like me come and jump up and grab that little extra half about half a point. I like it. He's crack professional sports better. I'm Brian. No, it's countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. Hey, place a one-game parlay with at least four legs on any pro football game at BetMGM. If all legs hit except for one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. A little bit of insurance right there. Very nice. And also, new BetMGM users, use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. Okay, I've heard through my trusted sources that you have about 90 prop bets on Kirk Cousins this Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> and one that I'm going to look at here, his passing yardage against the Packers. It has climbed all the way up at BetMGM to 274.5 for Kirk Cousins. What do you think in this one, Crack? Listen, I went over 254.5. It's 20 more yards. And uh, it, it just sounds like, uh, first of all, I don't like to go over. I'm an under guy. You know, historically, under is the way to go on props. There's so many different factors that, uh, one, the public loves to bet over on everything, like I said. And it's fun to go in with your buddies and root for a team to, to score. You don't want to go in there and just be humdrum and, you know, root against the person or root, 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 root for someone to get hurt. So everyone, uh, you know, bets over primarily. This one, I I, I will say, I, I bet over on his pass attempts, uh, literally the yards. So I, I don't particularly like that number it went up but I see this being a, a really good game for Cousins I'm I'm all pro Cousins this game and I think he'll come out there and I think this game is a a big game for him and don't be surprised that Green Bay doesn't come out starting to look listen all these teams these high profile teams have so much great expectations don't be surprised to see them come out a little bit cold but mm-hmm. I look at this BetMGM app and like, like I told you off air before I cannot believe how many props they have. This is sports betting Viagra. This is unbelievable seeing this. You lit up it's, like it was Christmas morning. It's unbelievable. I, I, I can't believe all the props they have available there. So I'll just let you know, there's going to be a lot of low-hanging fruit. Okay, so last one for you, Crack. All the 
the games that you've mentioned. If I say to you, hey, man, I've got $200 for week one, how would you um, suggest that I divide that money up with a couple of bets as you sit there right now? Okay, now the 200 bucks you want to divide that up, though. You don't want all your eggs in one basket. I would, I would say maybe pick like four games and bet like 50 bucks each on, on those games. Uh, I, I'm not one that, that wants to bet entire bankroll. But listen, where I grew up on the East Coast, it was a rite of passage to gamble. I know that the, everything you have in your pocket is getting bet. That's the way it works. There's no bankroll <laughs> management. There's no systems. Everything goes. Everything you have goes. And uh, so, But I would recommend definitely breaking it up to $50 bets and uh, you know, having some a little bit of diversity, and you know, just try to have fun with it. Don't don't just try to chase and and bet it all. I know what happens with the with the two hundred bucks when you lose it though. You, Tampa Dallas, the last game of the night, you're betting, you're trying to get even. Just let me get even, God, and I'll get out of here. So bankroll management though, try to do it. I know it's hard for a lot of you guys. Yeah, uh, it's essential. Have to do it, no doubt about that. All right, crack. We're gonna be joined by Jeff Schwartz, eight year NFL veteran. On Sunday, first show, September 11th, leading up to the Week 1 Sunday games. So just think, three hours before kickoff, all of our listeners on any Fox Sports Radio affiliate, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're on the West Coast, okay, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. But three hours right before that early kickoff time. We'll get you all set for all the games. Crack, you'll have copious notes you might have 50 more prop bets on Kirk Cousins by that time. Who knows, right? <laughs> I look forward to it, my man. I'm stoked. I am too. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining the pod. And check us out. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM three hours before kickoff. Ultimate tailgate party. We'll catch you then.